a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you. And obviously there's a, a lot of things going on as it relates to the political season, not just on the national stage, but right here in the state of Utah. And as we, we get to the final days of this election cycle, much like previous election cycles, uh, negative campaigning is hitting overdrive. The verbal assaults uh, are on the rise and the uh, politics of personal destruction is hitting its peak. And we're seeing that in some races here in the state of Utah. Sadly, uh, I think uh, it's not helpful. Uh, And you can have the debate over contrast ads versus negative ads and telling the truth ads. Uh, But there's a there's a tone and there's a way to do that uh, where many of these many of these may be factually true uh, to a degree. Uh, And then a lot of it after that is sort of the twisting of words or the projection of a single sentence into a litany of results and outcomes uh, that often start with so-and-so said this, therefore they hate your grandmother, they don't like puppies, and they're going to outlaw chocolate ice cream if elected. Uh, And that's how rapidly it, it all unravels. Uh, and many citizens and a lot of would, would-be would voters are exhausted. We're exasperated by all of it. And I'm just here on a Monday to say it doesn't have to be that way. We have a little over seven days left uh, to cast votes. Uh, and I've I've just long subscribed to the idea that America is actually at its best when we are a country of big ideas, competing visions, and rigorous, roiling debate. That's good for the republic. But it's also important to remember that the goal of public discourse and political debate, uh, it's not about disagreeing less. The goal, the goal for all of us is to disagree better. And sadly, many Americans now have completely disconnected from the public square. They've disengaged from political discussions, discussions because it's just too frustrating. It's too volatile. It's too futile. And it's way too stressful for most of us to deal with because we have a whole bunch of other things in our lives that are more important. But there are some proven principles. There's some patterns that lead us to a way that we can disagree better. And in disagreeing better, we can have really fruitful, positive conversations on critical issues, even on contentious issues. But we have to agree to do it different. And so, as uh, I often like to do, I like to go back in history to figure out how to move forward. 
uh, two of the founding fathers, George Washington and Benjamin Franklin, spent significant time expounding on principles for disagreeing better. It's amazing to me that we don't quote them more when it comes to disagreeing better. George Washington had his rules for civility. Ben Franklin had his 13 virtues. Both of them presented some time-tested and incredibly timely principles. Uh, Their insight, their experience uh, really do give us a ready reference in how we should approach disagreeing better. So these historic figures, of course, they're humanly flawed, as we all are. uh, But these sages from America's early chapters really chronicled these principles that, that they strive to live. They didn't do it perfectly, but this is what they were striving for. And even though these were written two centuries ago, uh, their wisdom, their counsel, uh, I think is more applicable today than it was when they first wrote them. And these patterns to ensure that we can disagree better, I think these should be mandatory reading for everyone, full stop. I'm usually not a big regulations guy, but uh, I think this should be required reading, especially for those uh, who are in public office, those who are leading businesses, those who are active in the community. Uh, because in the midst of all of this divisive political climate, racial unrest, global pandemic, economic un- upheaval, uh, we got to look back uh, in order to move forward in a better way and disagree better. So from George Washington uh, in his Rules for Civility, here's a few. Just see if these might apply in our world today. He said, be not hasty to believe flying reports to the disparagement of any. I think he's identifying fake news there. Let your conversation be without malice or envy, for tis a sign of a tractable and commendable nature, and in all causes of passion, permit reason to govern. Reason, not passion, separating the rage from the reason. Next, George Washington said, Speak not injurious words, neither in jest nor in earnest. Scoff at none, although they may give you occasion. We could spend a whole uh, program on that one. We may have to come back to that one later. Uh, Think before you speak. Be not apt to relate news if you know not the truth thereof. How often are we just uh, spitting out the talking points that we heard from somebody else? Here's another one from George Washington. In disputes, be not so desirous to overcome as not to give liberty to each one to deliver his opinion. Speak not evil of the absent for it is unjust. Love that one. Uh, being, uh, being to advise or reprehend anyone, consider whether it ought to be done in public or in private. That's also a good one. Uh, and then finally from uh, George Washington, mock not nor jest at anything of importance. Uh, really critical stuff there. And again, each of those uh, we could spend an entire program on, but some great wisdom and insight into how to disagree better, not disagree less, Disagree better. Uh, Let's go to Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin talked a lot about silence as one of his 13 virtues. He said, speak not, but what may benefit others or yourself. Avoid trifling conversations. Franklin talked about order. Let all your things have their places. Let each part of your business have its time. Resolution. Resolve to perform what you ought. Perform without fail what you resolve. He goes on through frugality, sincerity, uh, justice, wrong none by doing injuries or omitting the benefits that are your duty. All of those are, are great. Humility, I think, is where he finishes off. 
imitate Jesus and Socrates was Ben Franklin's counsel. Uh, So all of those are things that we could do to disagree better. From George Washington and Ben Franklin, I think those are two pretty solid sources we ought to look to. I'm going to add a few of my own here in terms of how we disagree better. One, restraint always works. Just because you can say something doesn't mean you should. The ultimate display of power is choosing not to use it. Uh, I regularly share with political leaders uh, the old saying, speak in anger and you'll deliver the best speech you will ever live to regret. Restraint always works. Here's another one for disagreeing better. If you must speak, ask a question. Uh, No greater quality is really a lost art in the world is that of asking questions. Uh, Another one for you to think about. Wedges cannot be driven into bridges. Avoid instant certainty. And finally, let's talk. The beginning of better disagreements is when someone says, let's talk about it. So you may disagree with me. I may disagree with you on a wide range of issues, but I believe we can at least agree that we can commit to disagree better. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us today. And as always, as you go out into the world, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.